Welcome back to the Snod Pod with John Snodgrass, your mortgage resource where we're talking real estate, mortgages, title today, and beyond. Um, I've got the president and owner of Milwaukee Title, Bruce Persh out of Muskego, uh, joining us today. We're just going to talk some title. Thanks for joining You're us, welcome. Bruce. You're welcome. Um, all right, let's 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 jump right into it. Um, yeah, I've been working with you for a while, Bruce, and um, yeah, do, do such a great job. So I just wanted to have you on and just kind of talk uh, some title stuff. But before we get into the, the nitty gritty on title, I guess, when and, and, and how did you get into the title business? I've owned Milwaukee Title. My wife and I own Milwaukee Title together. We've been in business for, it'll be 27 years. And I started working for other title insurance companies, doing different things from the searching the records down at the courthouse to examining to sales. And I thought I could do it a better way. So I chose to open up my own again. My wife came aboard probably about eight or nine years ago okay. to take over. And like I said, we've been running it since. So you went to, did you start Milwaukee Title 27 years ago? I did start Milwaukee Title 27, 27 years ago, correct. So before that, what were you doing? Were you doing title-related stuff, it sounds like? I was doing title I started from the bottom, basically, searching the records. Actually, at that point in time, there was no computers to search the records. So we were actually down in Milwaukee County, down in the basement, searching those records and the track indexes and things like that. I always had an interest in kind of history. Uh-huh. And again, searching those records, you're actually looking through the city of Milwaukee or the surrounding areas as far as the history, people that were involved in it and things like that. So when you're you, at that point, you're searching, you know, uh, so you're searching the title of the home to make, you know, sure that there's no lien correct against the property, but you're doing it Right. It's it's all paper back then. It was paper back then and actually on fiche. So you're actually looking at the actual deeds Uh or actually the handwritten records at that point in time. So you have to remember that title insurance is pretty much, we're searching the back records. Mm -hmm. So preventing things that could happen in the future. Whereas car insurance prevents things that are going to happen in the future. We're doing title insurance and title insurance pretty much looks back to make sure that nothing pops up in the future that could cause you to not be able to sell your house. So like nothing, you know, if somebody's owned the house for 40 years, just making sure nothing. Correct. No open mortgages, um, no liens that could affect your ability to sell the house in the future as far as judgments, things like that. Got it. Um, all right. So this might lead, you know, go into the next question here, but um, I just thought I would start off with like, you know, what I call, you know, buyer's title insurance, which is called the loan policy. What exactly is the loan policy? Just like a basic, I guess, explanation or definition. So a loan policy basically- And who's that for? The loan policy is for the lender. In this case, it would be for A-plus mortgage. So what we're doing is we're making sure that that loan, that A-plus mortgage is originating on your behalf, has what's called first position. So if something would happen that- causes the property to be foreclosed on, that A-plus mortgage would get paid or whoever servicing the loan at that point in time would get paid in full from anything that could have caused against the property being sold. Got it. So if if we, you know, we're, we're foreclosing on them or a bank is foreclosing on somebody, they stop making their payments, you want to be in first position because when right. the bank goes and sells the house, first position lien holder, it's going to, typically going to get their money back. Right. Or most right. compared to maybe 
you know, like a second lien holder, like I'm right. thinking like financial crisis, a lot of people right. had home equity lines right. of credit or second. Because the last thing is if you're borrowing, if A plus borrowing is borrowing somebody a lot of money, yep. the last thing they want to do is have to pay off significant other people yep. involved just to get their money back. Got it. Yep. Got it. So, so that's why we got to be in first position. Correct. Uh, Correct. Right. Got it. Makes sense. Um, then, but I mean, I'll, is the loan policy, I mean, it's also beneficial to the buyer too, because, you know, we're, we're making sure that, hey, right. it's not a, a, a lien from a plumber that didn't get paid from the previous owner. Correct. Correct. Again, we're searching the records of the individuals and of, of the property to make sure that anything that they could have done in the past is affecting the ability in the future. So you're also searching, so you said something interesting. Um, so it's not just the the title on the property. You said you're also searching the buyer's record. Is that correct? Right. Right. So just making sure that they don't have, like they don't have like a judgment that they're carrying forward. Or right. That Right. IRS lien or something. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Perfect. Um, I got a bunch of questions. So I kind of wrote them out here. Um, and then, so now let's, let's jump over to kind of what I call seller's title insurance or title okay. policy. So that is called the owner's policy. What exactly is the owner's policy in the, you know, purchase transaction of right. single family home? Right. So what happens is once, I'll talk about the whole process sure. then. Yeah. So once, once the accepted offer is done and completed and we're set to go to closing, one of the things that's done as part of the offer to purchase, it's written in there, the seller has to provide a title insurance policy. It's called the owner's policy, okay? Okay. And that owner's policy, again, we're searching the public records of the house you're buying to make sure that once we get to the closing table, that all the mortgages, liens, judgments from the current owner are taken care of. So when that warranty deed is given to you, you know that you own that property free and clear except for the mortgage that you have in the property, and you have the ability to turn around, and if you want to, to sell the property immediately without any problems. Okay. So again, making sure there's no liens or judgments right. or anything against the right. property. I guess question for you, uh, I feel like this has come up, I've been doing this you know, 19 plus years, where like a judgment has been paid, but for whatever reason, the, the previous title company or, or for whatever, it's, it hasn't been removed yet. So like, I guess, what, what are you doing? Are you like just trying to sat, I guess, satisfy, I feel like I hear that term, or, or how do you figure that out where it's been paid, but it's still on there? So one of the things is our job is to make sure that the deal's closed. I mean, okay. we're going to do whatever we can at Milwaukee Title, my staff and I, to make sure that the deal is closed. So we're going to go put forth the extra effort then to hunt those things down. We run into a lot of problems where second mortgages haven't been yeah. satisfied, yeah. like a, from current banks that have been sold two or three times and they've never satisfied their mortgage. Mm -hmm. So those are issues. Again, we make that extra effort to go and look that instead of depending on someone else. We want to clean it up right then and there so it doesn't come back in the future to hurt somebody. Or also we see a lot of private mortgage holders where people have given mortgages to like individuals a to a right, kid or and, right, that hasn't that it hasn't been satisfied. Again, we want to take this time right now, even though we're in a little bit of a time crunch, to take care of it and make sure that it's satisfied. So it doesn't come and bite them in the butt at a later date. Got it. And so, like, I, I feel like I've been told by, by uh, you know, somebody on your team at some point, it's like sometimes we'll get customers, maybe we're doing a refinance and, and they've got a zero balance home equity line of credit. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I'll go to the bank and close that out. And, and at some point I was told, like, hey, don't do that because you might go pay it 
you know, attempt to close it out, but they, the bank doesn't remove it from title. They send you paperwork and then you're responsible to get rid of it. So we always say, hey, just let us, the mortgage company and our title company, take care of it at closing for you. It's easier. It's cleaner. You don't have to do anything. Is that right. a and, fair statement? And or? the key is, is that they sign a letter basically huh. saying that they're closing it out, okay? Because our concern is that if we don't have that letter showing that it's been closed out, yeah. that they could go and put additional funds back on that line of credit, yeah. which would affect the priority of the mortgage, which we had just talked about. Got it. So the key for us is to get a closeout letter at the okay. closing, Got it. which will allow us to close. But it's easier. Would you say that it's easier? Like what I, you know, I've been doing over the years, like, hey, in a situation where we're doing a refinance and they want to close out, hey, just let us take care of it. Exactly. The process. You don't do it before right. closing. Otherwise right. It just, right. Well, and it's also, I think, we do this every day. We yeah. do this every day. So we have either the connections or we know have the wherewithals to figure these things out. That's one thing with my staff is we all have a lot of experience that we know people within the business. We know things that have to get done. Yeah. And we have a great source of knowledge to get them com- completed. So they don't have to worry about it. That's the last thing somebody wants to yeah. worry about. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you guys have been great. I mean, experience matters. Like, right, that does. Let, let, let no, the experts does. take does. care of it. And that's why it's so hard to hire someone within my business because, and you know that, each time the transaction is different. Yeah. You can teach the basics. Right. But again, it comes with experience to try to figure that stuff out. Yeah. And yeah, you had to continually to ask questions. Right, right. No, exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. So, uh, did you, I'm sorry, were you going to say something? Nope, nope. Um, all right. So, uh, so you also handle the closings for us. Um, so you're walking, you know, the buyers or if it's a refinance, the refinance customers through their their loan paperwork at closing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what are, you know, two or the, because there's like, I don't know, tons of documents you're signing. What are the two or three most important documents, you know, they're signing at the closing? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. The first thing is, one of the things with Milwaukee Title is, we love first-time home buyers when they come in and see, they see the excitement and things like that. So we really take forth the effort, yeah, to explain the, to take the documents and explain the documents per se. And it all depends on the customer, right? If you've had someone that's done this five or six times, they just want to highlight the really big pieces. Well, one of the big pieces is the note, and that shows pretty much it's your contract between you and the lender, and it lays out the terms, your interest rate the conditions, how long your mortgage is for. So that's, like I said, that's the contract between you and your lender. Then there's the mortgage, and that's a 15, 20-page document that has a lot of boilerplate items in it that basically says if you don't make your payments on time, if you don't pay your taxes, keep insurance on it, that the lender has the right to foreclose on that contract that you just signed. That document gets recorded down at the Register of Deeds office in the county where you're purchasing the property along with the deed. So those are the two public records. All the other stuff, affidavits and things like that, are pretty much between you and the lender. Yeah. Kind of just re-signing everything that I had them sign up front. Right. And right. you're going over right. to right. the price. Stuff. Right. Exactly. Making sure we're spelling the name right. Right. No, exactly. Right. Like Legal descriptions match everything yeah. that they're supposed to be, things like yeah. that. Correct. Right. We're like, we're kind of like the umpire in the transaction. We're the ones that pretty much, you have the buyer, the seller, the lender. We're the ones that kind of make sure that everyone has done their job yeah, and making sure that, like I said, once this, I keep going back to this, once the property closes, 
that it's free and clear of everything. Yeah. And we disperse all the funds too. So all the money within the transaction comes into my trust account. Mm -hmm. And then we take that money and pay off everybody that's involved in the transaction from the current mortgage holders to the brokers, to the real estate agents, to the seller. So that's what we do. All right. That's an awesome explanation. You guys, and I just, you know, I was at a closing with you at, you know, Keller Williams, North Shore, and Kane, actually at Keller Williams, Tosa last week. I mean, I just, you guys just do such a great job of really explaining it to the layman. And uh, we always get compliments. So, yeah. Appreciate that. Thank so you. another thing is yeah. that all the hard work has been done okay. <laughs> ahead of times. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we're basically there. We're now the face of the transaction. So we want to be as professional as possible. Yep. But like I said, the key is if everyone's done their job all the way up until that point in time, the closing should be a relatively anticlimactic yeah. event to the process. Yeah. But again, we're there to make sure that everything gets flowed properly. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it always does. Um, um, so just a, you know, kind of nitty gritty question, I guess, um, that I had. So when you've got, uh, you know, an unmarried couple buying a home, can you tell me the difference between taking title jointly versus tenants in common? Okay. First of all, I just want to make a disclaimer yeah. that I'm not an attorney. Okay, yeah, I should have said that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm not an attorney. So again, this is based off of all my years of experience. Yes, okay? thank you. So I just want to, I want to make that. So there, t there's a way to take it as tenants in common, okay? So they're unmarried, correct? Yeah, that's so, the right, hypothetical. Right, right, right. So the couple is unmarried. So then as tenants in common, they are taking it pretty much as each one owns 50%. So then- if something should happen to each one of those parties, that 50% goes to their current heirs. Okay. Okay. So that could be a spouse, it could be a child, it could be whatever, okay? And then the other 50% goes to the other person. Okay. So if that person, they would have to work out some sort of negotiation to get that property back to them. So if you individuals, tenants in common is a little more cumbersome for them. Got it. Got it. Okay. So joint tenants, basically the property transfers over to them free or clear that so one of the unmarried couple dies, it goes to the As other joint tenants. Person. Right. Right. Got it. Right. Okay. Right. Got right. it. Um, thank you for that explanation. And then, um, again, you know, maybe attorney, but maybe with your experience, um, I guess, can you tell me maybe like the benefit or the reason why? You know, somebody who is getting a revocable trust, it, you know, would put the title in deed. And I'm actually working on mine, you know, trying to finish it at some point here. Just wondering, you know, because every now and then I get somebody with a revocable trust, just the benefits or reason why. Usually, usually those come in to us. It's usually part of a larger estate planning mm -hmm. process. And they come to us pretty much all the way done and make that choice with revocable trusts. Okay. So I can't really tell you the difference on yeah. what the irrevocable or revocable trust. Okay. Again, as my understanding is, at least on my personal side, is again, it's all part of the estate planning. Yeah. And it's what happens if you pass away, yeah. how easily it gets to the people that you want it to get to. Yeah. And again, the difference between the two, I don't feel comfortable talking Yeah, about. no, I had an right. attorney, real estate attorney, Patrick Hesley on, and, and he went into it, but uh, I just, you know. I appreciate it. We, we come into it. I just thought I'd ask <laughs> we, you as well. We do. No, 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 we do. Um and um, any differences in a, like a loan policy or owner's policy when it's a condo? There are different endorsements 
which basically are things that attach to the title insurance commitment. Okay. Those are mainly on the mortgage side of it that we see. Okay. But really, as far as that, there's no differences between a condo and a single family. Got it. Got it. Um, I think that anything else that you'd like to share, but I just kind of just wanted to go, you know, through what, what I feel are the basics of, of title. Am, am I missing anything or? No, the key, the key is, is that if you're selling, if you're selling a house, make sure that you have records that we can depend on if we have to go back and ask for questions or documentation. And if you're buying a house, we're there to, for, to protect you. We're pretty much there to help you get through the process and make it as least stressful as possible. Yeah. And that is what you guys do best. It, it make it so much easier and less stressful because yeah, real estate, when you're buying a home can be stressful. I try to do my part right. to keep it you know, right. less stressful and you do, you guys do. When we try to stay out of the way, I mean, we, <laughs> we, we only want to be there if we have to solve a problem. Yeah. You know, and again, based on our experiences, there's a lot of things that we've seen. Yeah. So we should be a real benefit to you and your customer. Yeah. Well, hey, it's been great working with you, and I'm excited to continue to work with you. But thanks again for coming in, Bruce. All right. Bruce Persh, um, president and owner of uh, Milwaukee Title. Uh, th- thanks for coming in. Well, I appreciate your business, too. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. You're welcome, Bruce. Thank you. This has been the Snod Pod with John Snodgrass, your mortgage resource, where we're talking title, we're talking real estate, mortgages, and beyond. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>